This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Look right down any crowded hall. You'll see there's a beauty standing. Is she really everywhere or a reflection? One always calls out to you. The other's shy and quiet. Welcome to Pi Beta Alpha, the double love podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of the Sweet Valley High TV show. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And this is episode two of both the podcast and the TV program, and it's called Oracle on Air. Oh, that's right. We actually do have episode titles. <laughs> we do. We didn't know this in the, when we recorded the last episode. But first of all, an apology. <laughs> in the last episode, I correctly said that Lila was played very well by Bridget Flannery, but said falsely that Bridget Flannery played Amber in Clueless, uh, but uh, in the TV show. But Amber was played in both film and TV show of Clueless by Eliza Donovan. Another Irish name? So maybe that's why. And it, Bridget uh, found further fame in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I think she was one of Sabrina's college roommates. No, that's Amber again. That's oh my God, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> no, I think Bridget Flannery was like a cheerleader in high school. Remember Libby oh, in high school? she was. She was one yeah, of Libby's pals. That's, um, that's fucking, man, you've, <laughs> that's so funny. That's Amber again. <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, there's some reason for my confusion. <laughs> She basically has the same haircut as her in Sweet Valley High, though, so I get, I get the confusion. They, they do look very different when I think about it, so uh, I apologise. I'm a, my hang my 90s head in shame. Well, there you go. But, you know, the vibe is quite similar with across all characters, really. True. Well, speaking of 90s vibes, <laughs> got plenty of them in this episode because we begin with uh, Liz and Jess. Again, Liz is wearing quite convincingly sort of generic 90s teen clothes while Jessica is wearing I don't know how to describe this outfit do you want to give it a try? I mean it's (laughs) her aesthetic will say for nearly the whole episode is some kind of like bonkers (laughs) 90s take on athleisure is how (laughs) I was trying to 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 figure out how to describe it (laughs) yeah that opening outfit is quite something she's got like well first of all the baseball hat she's wearing is like a like a New York Yankees. Yeah, yeah, it is. One. And like, what's a California girl doing wearing a Yankees hat is what I want to know. Um, and then like her t-shirt, is it like number 55, I think is on yeah. it? Like a big sports kind of numbers. Um, but she's also wearing these like high-waisted pinstripe pants <laughs> with like suspenders. I mean, the pants Crazy. are kind of cool. I'll give her that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's certainly a look. Uh, that is not yeah. a typical mid-90s look. I that. absolutely is not. <laughs> So her and Liz are walking down the corridor and uh, Liz tells Jessica that she should look for a better sort of guy, someone dependable, trustworthy and loyal. And Jessica says, that sort of boyfriend, it's a boy scout. No. <laughs> then they stop at a pinboard, which is labelled announcements. 
They're forgotten oh men, which says a lot about the standards at Sweet Valley High. I didn't even cop that. That's hilarious. I mean, I have, you know, worked in magazines where headlines went out in printed editions with like a massive typo. Oh, uh, no. So I do sympathize with them because I'm sure somebody working on the show noticed that when it was literally on television. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I just like to think that that's because the Sweet Valians spend so much time, you know, at parties and uh, <laughs> on committees that they haven't even noticed the spelling. They don't know how to spell. They're too busy, like, not being in class because they're playing softball instead for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of extracurricular activities, Liz sees that there's an ad for a school TV news show and she turns to somebody who has just come out of a room and says, what's the scoop, Mr. Collins? <laughs> I mean, what is this? this is what a, is happening? This is no Mr. Collins. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like I gasped when he turned he's, up. It was just like, this can't, no, this can't be right. <laughs> I mean, for this episode, at least, he's going to have to just be Mr. Collins. Questioning. Are we sure about Roger, this? Roger, is this you? <laughs> it is not. Sorry, I just banged the ukulele just on something. The ukulele I'm going to put it down. <laughs> okay. Lest I knock it over with my anger at this ersatz Mr. Collins. Indeed, an imposter. Mm. Well, he's got some news. Yeah, so the uh, it's the Oracle is going to be on air. <laughs> yeah, as the title suggested. <laughs> it did, it was self-explanatory. But yes, they're going to be holding auditions for uh, for the, the crews and the whoever's going to be in front of the camera. So they need a news anchor. And of course, Liz signs up and Jessica isn't showing much interest until a hunk strides <laughs> into the Oracle office. Oh my God. Like the music that kicks in here is hilarious. Uh, it's so like... <laughs> cringy porno music <laughs> what is happening the music cues are really something in this series oh my god uh yeah uh he says in his name by the way his name is russ but the sound on the youtube video was kind of shonky and i genuinely thought for the first half of the episode that his name was dutch franklin <laughs> i was like dutch like an old heavy gangster just call me dutch <laughs> it is Dutch it's Russ it is definitely Russ yes yeah. he's a uh, film major at Sweet Valley College and he's doing some sort of like work experience thing working on the show and she says that she is uh, introduces herself as Sweet Valley's next news anchor and asks if she can check out his equipment <laughs> I mean she's about as subtle as book Jessica so they've got that much right anyway true uh, and Liz shakes her head. By the way, we see the Oracle logo on the wall because this so, is like the Oracle office. It was thrilling. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I was very excited. <laughs> What's your professional view on the uh, logo? I mean, it's very 90s, but, you know, you have to give it that. It's kind of a weird, almost Illuminati looking kind of thing, though. Isn't it? It's like yeah. a triangle with an eyeball on <laughs> it. It doesn't look strong enough to be a, like, publication title maybe an interior headline headline. yeah maybe like a headline inside but not the cover 
No, it's definitely not strong enough for uh, to like carry the front of a of a I guess printed newspaper. Yeah, for mm. sure. Well, I mean, they I, God knows what they're they're making it with, considering they seem to have a full range of like TV quality cameras. That's what they've got their budget on. There's so much stuff in that office. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> so uh, Russ uh, or Dutch, as my notes still say, because I thought that that's what it's talking about. When he tells her about being a film major, she's like, creative men really turned me on. Oh, Jesus. Like, she is such a horned dog. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, we have to watch five movies a day and pay attention to them. It's like, oh, boo fucking her, Dutch. Are <laughs> 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 and of course now she's seen him she's like you know ready to to roll but she's not so pleased when she hears she has to put together an audition tape for mr collins yes indeed everybody has to submit a tape yeah uh so yeah but she's she's now decided she's gunning for the anchor role yeah just to spend some time with uh, this hunk and he lends her a camera like he's never met her before in his life and he's just like oh yeah take this for as long as you want he lends her so much stuff and like real expensive looking equipment as well. And he's like, you know, usually there'd be a time limit on lending this kind of stuff. But for you, you can take as long as you like. Yeah. It's like, oh God. <laughs> um, so Jess is sure that they'll see each other soon. And more sort of hot and heavy glances. <laughs> She's oh, never not at it. Literally never. <laughs> so we cut to the cafeteria where a sort of goofy Enid asks Liz what she's doing for her audition tape, but she's not sure. And Lila joins them and Lila looks incredible. <laughs> the outfits are quite something when it comes to oh Lila, actually. Oh my God. Are, we, are you going to describe the outfits at the end? Uh, oh, no, actually, I didn't do it that way. So well, you can you can tell us about the outfit. Well, she's wearing a black beret, a black sort of skinny rib polo neck, black shades and an A-line blue skirt. And I'm into mm. this outfit. She loves a beret, does that, Lila? It's yeah, great. She does, yeah. Uh, and then Patty is wearing a Kangol cap, a very oh, 90s. Classic 90s look. I love it. Yep. And yeah, we're told that she wants to be a director, uh, which is fine. But we're told that she choreographs all the best cheers. I'm like, Patty is a serious dancer. That's very true, actually. She doesn't have time for cheerleading nonsense. <laughs> Dancing around the side. I mean, I know cheerleading is proper athletics, but at the same time, she's not like a sporty, you know, I've got to support the rah-rah, support the gladiators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Patty's a very different, well, she's a very different character in the books, definitely. Mm. So Jessica arrives and tells them all to say hello to the next news anchor. And Liz is all like, since when are you into journalism? And Jessica, quite a burn on the whole TV journalistic field, says, it's TV news, not journalism. (laughs) (laughs) And she dismisses Liz's reminder, like, you know, you've got to research your own stories. Like, you will be a reporter. She's like, yeah, whatevs. Whatever. (laughs) So we cut to another table where Bruce and Manny, who was basically his sniggering sidekick. Yeah, very disappointed in Manny, actually, Mm. that this is his uh, role in the show. Yes. Well, they're greeting Winston. And Winston is sceptical of Bruce's supposed friendliness. And he reminds Bruce of all the hilarious nicknames Bruce has thought up for him, like Eggplant and... Uh, Eggman or Egghead. Yeah, yeah. it's things starting with egg, basically. (laughs) By the way, yet again, Winston is the only person dressed like an actual teenager. 
True, and remains extremely cute. Yep, definitely. Like, <laughs> there's a big gulf between him and every single other male person in this show. Really yeah, he's wearing a check shirt over a tee. Very normal 90s kid. Uh, well, so. I mean, as a kid, he looks about 22. Well, so, yes. <laughs> but Bruce says that their prank war, apparently that's been raging, has gone on too long. And he, you know, urges Winston uh, to join them at the table. And Winston is, you know, sceptical. Like, Winston's no fool. No, he's very suspicious. It's quite funny because, like, Bruce goes to shake his hand and Winston kind of, like, leans back and kind of, like, looks at his hand for a minute before he goes to shake it. He's very uh, wary of him and rightly so, as it turns out. Well, yeah, he asked if Bruce has suffered a severe head trauma recently. Like, what's got into him? <laughs> and then, so, but he, he does, as you say, you know, after inspecting the hand, returns Bruce's handshake and Manny snickers, like the little simpering liquorice he is. <laughs> He's just terrible at it. He is like actually, like a bully's yeah. sidekick. Yeah. And then they're like, hot babe walks past and Bruce is like, she, want to, she wants you to Winston. And Winston. I mean, out of anyone on that table, yeah, she probably does want Winston. <laughs> he is by far the best <laughs> of the lot. And Winston is, I mean, I, I don't think this is convincing that Winston would take Bruce's word for that, because but he is. He's not like, oh, you think so? And he tries to get up to go after her. But what happens then? No, like Bruce put glue on the seat and now Winston is stuck. Yeah, uh, and they're like, to break eggplant, says Manny. Mm. And Winston snarls, I'll get you, Batman. <laughs> it's quite, it's very dramatic, actually. I do enjoy his delivery of his lines. Yes. But who should chastise him? Well, it's Chrome Dome Cooper. It is. And I have to say, I was pretty happy with the casting on that count. Yeah, he is bold. He's bald. He's bald. He's a little bit like um, Mr. Strickland, I feel like, from oh, Back to the Future, isn't he? Yes, you're right. Yeah. He does have very similar vibes. Doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so he's he gives out to Winston who uh, and is like, oh, you're late for class, Patman. And of course, Winston is stuck to the table. How does he get out? Does he like take his trousers off? Does he like, take his pants off? <laughs> yeah. What's the solution here? We'll never know. <laughs> so we cut to the oracle where Liz is being all journalism y on the phone, like she's checking facts. <laughs> um, well, who should come in? But Mr. Collins? Yeah, <laughs> we're still not convinced. No. <laughs> and uh, he uh, he's like, oh, you're working late. And she tells him she's, you know, fact checking. So he knows that she'll be, she'll do a great job because she's so yeah. conscientious. So we cut to Winston, who's uh, playing a little prank of his own. Oh, yeah. Is this, yeah, he comes up to um, to Bruce's fancy Porsche. It's one Bruce one. <laughs> It is actually one Bruce one, and we see the number plate and everything at one point, and I screamed because yeah. it actually does say one Bruce one. <laughs> <laughs> like it had to. It just they couldn't not do that. No, it <laughs> but yeah, he kind of sneaks up to the car and uh, kind of crouches down and tries to take the air out of one of the tires. Yes. and it seems like he does because like there's a hiss, isn't there, oh, yeah, when he actually turns the thing? That is true. Like. I would. I thought he accomplished that. <laughs> so, like he turns the little thingy to let the air out of the tire, but then he hears Bruce and Manny uh, arriving up to the car, and he's like, "Oh shit!" So he kind of like disappears out of shot. Um, and I didn't really cop where he had gone <laughs> until um, Bruce and Manny uh, drive off in one Bruce one, and it turns out that Winston, for some reason, hid under the car, <laughs> just rolled underneath it instead of rolling under the car next door. Or just not rolling under a car and just walk away. 
yeah so they drive off and we then kind of get the aerial shot of Winston lying on the ground with his face all sooty because he was under a car for some reason and also the tyre seems to have held up perfectly very and well low puncture to be had which is very strange I, I was perplexed by that yes I, I mean I think well we can't we have to set our expectations accordingly when it comes to logic in this program true we do it enough for the books I suppose we should extend the same courtesy to the TV it just show. sometimes looks weirder when you can actually see it that's it yes it's harder to explain when it's in front of you like that by the way before he drove off and won Bruce won Bruce told his minion Manny that he wanted to um, join the Oracle on air and do sort of like editorials to camera because we're told he uh, owes it to these simpletons to tell them what to think. Jesus. And Manny the Lickers goes, you're the man, Patman. Ugh, Manny, such a little shit. I know. And we're also told Bruce is hiring the best director money can buy. Ooh. Mm. So then we get an amazingly terrible montage. <laughs> I loved this montage. <laughs> no. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's amazingly <laughs> terrible. Like <laughs> it's got this incredible, like extremely '90s sort of sub garbage soundtrack. Others, hell yes. <laughs> oh, give us a hint. Uh, what delights are within? Oh my god, it's great. So like Winston is doing a segment, but it's like Eggman weather, and he's got a big like map. Yeah. <laughs> that he's pointing out the weather on and then it cuts to Lila who's got a big like placard and everything assigned for Fowler's fashion forecast <laughs> but like she keeps changing her outfits it keeps kind of cutting back to her and she's got a beret on and then she's got a different jumper on and she can't seem, seem to decide what she's going to wear for her fashion segment and it kind of cuts back to the booth where like Patty's trying to direct and just like throwing her hands up in frustration just like Jesus um, then it also cuts to Jessica who's a disaster because oh, like she notes are upside down down, the sign falls off behind her does she get like a pen stuck in her hair <laughs> like it's not going well for her at all and um, it kind of it cuts to Liz every so often who's nailing it like of and course. being very calm and measured and reading out her news stories and it's all going well but like everyone else is pure chaos and it's yes. great it is extremely <laughs> so, um, entertaining it's very good. And like Bruce, they kind of cut to his segment for a minute and it appears to just be him shouting about how many babes he can get. <laughs> I don't know why like, Mr. Collins would let this on air. How is that even making it through the audition process? And then, and then Todd oh can't seem to sit in a chair. <laughs> my notes just say, Todd looks gormless. He, he cannot sit in a chair. Like he's either way too low down or he's sitting up too high and his head is out of shot. It's like, how dumb is this guy that he can't sit in a fucking chair? That seems to be his main obstacle. Uh, but he does wear an excellent jacket. He's got like a Sweet Valley High Letterman jacket oh, with like the, yeah. the SVH initials in red. It's a fucking great jacket and I really like that. Oh, we love those jackets. If anyone knows where we can get one, let oh, us know. It's very cool. Um, but yeah, so every Everyone is just, they, I mean, they do look like they're all enjoying themselves. Well, everyone except whoever's in the booth because they're all just yeah. like, Jesus Christ. And Jessica. Jessica's really stressed out by it all. She Jessica's very she's stressed, yeah. Oh yeah, she's terrible at this. But they also cut to like this random guy who's meant to be like a celebrity director. Um, did you notice that in the credits? There's a guy... No. listed as celebrity director because it kind of cuts to him at one point because they've kind of established <gasps> that Patty is the director yeah. and then there's like this random man is there celebrity and the fact that he's listed as celebrity director and he kind of looks like he's meant to be like Steven Spielberg because he's got like <laughs> oh his baseball God, yes! he's got this ratty baseball and cap glasses, and the glasses yeah. and the beard and he kind of like 
just like does a face palm at one point. Just like, what the fuck is this guy? <laughs> Where did he come out of? Um, Spielberg came off the set of Schindler's List and went to <laughs> reduced to this. <laughs> but like then, is this the, the director that Bruce was talking about hiring because he's so oh. rich and fancy? Oh. I don't know. Like, to be honest, I have no idea what was going on, but I was highly entertained. <laughs> Likewise, it was, again, every, you know, both episodes so far have had like some genuinely, extremely entertainingly ridiculous scenes. True. So we cut to the Castell Wakefield and Liz is wearing a tight tee and a flowery skirt, quite early 90s. And she's just shown Jessica her tape and uh, asks to see. Obviously, it was brilliant. <laughs> and Jessica, wearing a white spaghetti strapped vest again, convincing, mm. says, oh, I don't want to intimidate you by showing you my tape. And, and Liz is like, doesn't, you know, seems to just buy this uh, or at least doesn't seem particularly bothered by it. But then Liz leaves the room. <laughs> old Jessica, the, up to her old tricks. She gets that sly smile across her face. But um, yeah, so uh, like Liz has quite helpfully labelled hers with like a little varsity typeface and everything. It's a great sticker. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like Elizabeth's audition tape. So um, Jess, of course, knows that her audition tape is shite. So she uh, she swaps the labels <gasps> on the tapes. Of course she does. Sneaky bitch. <gasps> So we cut to the Oracle office where Mr. Collins and Dutch slash Russ are... <laughs> sorry, he's still Dutch in my notes. It's so funny. I, I think this is... We must have, we've obviously just watched different videos because I was not picking up Dutch at all. <laughs> um, well, uh, Dutch slash Russ and Mr. C are, um, are discussing the contents of the auditions and they're obviously looking at Bruce's because... Um, Dutch or Ross says, Oh, so this guy's pompous. And uh, Mr. Collins says, Well, every show needs a windbag. So <laughs> definitely, Bruce. So good. Also, just I need a moment as well for, for Russ and his bandana. Because, oh my oh, God. Where, where did that come from? <laughs> he was sitting there like booking Bruce Springsteen or something. <laughs> like, David Foster Wallace. It's, what was happening there? Oh, wow. Um, so Mr. Collins is all excited. Uh, by, oh, actually, that makes it sound bad. In fairness to even the bad acting on Robert Redford version, he's not creepy. Um, he he thinks they, they put in Liz's tape and Mr. Collins is basically like, oh, thank God, this will be grand. And... Yeah. Of course, what comes up on the screen is not well, Liz. That's it. It's just, don't know this. It's Jessica, like, fluffing her lines and doing terribly. And, like, weirdly, Mr. Collins, like, book Mr. Collins would not be fooled by this. No. At all. No, he would guess. He'd be like, that mm. is not Liz. Yeah. But uh, TV, Mr. Collins, is <laughs> almost angry. He's like, I was counting on her. Yeah, he's really cross. Like they, they only played for a couple of seconds and then just like reef it out of the video player. And <laughs> uh, throw it across the room. In disgust. But then uh, <laughs> Russ uh, picks up Jessica's one and he's kind of like, oh yeah, she'll be really good because he just fancies her. Mm. Um, so when they throw in Jessica's tape, like it's so obviously Elizabeth that yes. pops up. Um, but they're like, oh my God, she's amazing. <laughs> it's like, you're idiots. <laughs> this is clearly the other girl. <laughs> Literally two seconds in, Mr. Collins is like, there's a ranker. <laughs> <laughs> you're bad at your job <laughs> very much so so I guess it's the next day uh, or possibly this day who knows and Wilson puts up the list of the staff on the notice board and Bruce gets the job he wanted giving his little editorials and says the pet man does it again <laughs> he's very pleased with himself <laughs> and he sn- he 
sneers at Winston, who, again, dressed like a very authentic 90s tee in his earth-toned or earth-toned checked shirt and t-shirt, um, snarls. I mean, I guess I don't blame him because they didn't glue him to the table. He's like, there's no justice. Oh. But Jessica and Lila are delighted, but someone isn't. Yeah, poor Liz is uh, quite disgusted that she's been left off the list altogether. Uh, yeah, and she's confused, rightly so. And Todd urges her to call, uh, to talk to Mr. Collins about it because he's like summoning in his crew. And uh, Mr. Collins pray- tells Jess how great she was. And Jessica's like, I was, wasn't I? She's a shameless psychopath. <laughs> Truly, like, yeah. And I suppose Mr. Collins is like, look, for anyone who didn't get what they wanted, there's still loads of room on the crew. Like, we still need help in other areas or whatever so yeah and Liz tells him like look I thought my tape was good and Mr. Collins says that some people just excel at the written word and not everyone's meant to be an on-air personality oh poor Liz poor Liz but also um what the fuck is he wearing because (laughs) (laughs) like earlier on when he was sitting watching the tapes I thought he was kind of dressed with like the um I thought it was like a a jumper like tied over his shoulders is what yeah. I thought was happening. But then when you see the kind of him standing up in that scene, it's actually like some kind of weird baggy woolen like waistcoat thing. What? I did not oh, notice that. It's awful. Because like, it looks like the sleeves of a woolly jumper over his shoulders when he was sitting down. And then you see this like like standing shot of him and it's like, dude, what is happening? <laughs> it's this really weird like a sleeveless cardigan. It's bizarre but anyway yeah it was because at first I was like oh my god he's dressed like Bruce on the cover of Playing With Fire oh. and then like in the next scene it was like no oh, he's dressed like nothing I've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> I mean there are some extraordinary fashions in this program that go- it was from you know very realistic early mid-90s teen clothes to uh, uh, frankly preposterous just people <laughs> hazarding a guess at what somebody would wear <laughs> don't even know what this garment is so, so that's, that's no, I don't even know how to describe it <laughs> So uh, we cut to the Dairy Burger or, or possibly the Moon Beach cafe. It's Moon Beach, yeah. yeah. So Todd arrives to meet Liz and says that Patty is basically, you know, letting being a director go to her head because you can hear her bossing around her crew. She's gas. You can hear her in the background just cracking the whip. She's just like, people, please, focus. <laughs> just giving out to everybody. I mean, I can't blame her given that pack of flakes. So, <laughs> uh, so Todd reminds her, look, you're still the Oracle star writer, but Liz just can't understand why she knows she was good. And Mr. Collins has basically told her, like, there's nothing you can do. She just... It's just not her forte. Mm. And she says rather snarkily that they should change the name of the show to Airheads on Air. I know, that I wrote down meow, Liz. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so unlike her to be that catty, but I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. And Jessica arrives with Russ and she is wearing, this is super 90s, Jesus. She's wearing like a, a ringer tee, like a tee, you know, a fitted t-shirt with like, um... Uh, uh, col- like a line around the collar and the sleeve edges. Oh, under an Adidas striped stretchy dress. Mm, yes, uh, there's that at leisure again. Yes, yes, but that is, I have to say, the long black, the Adidas and the the you know the little ringer mm. tee underneath the stretchy dress is extremely authentic. Yes, like her hair was uh, unusual though. It was done like like she was going to the Debs, which didn't seem to go with the rest of the outfit. No, I felt really like it was didn't. a proper. 
a proper like swoopy updo. Yes. I was just like, dude, where are you off to <laughs> in your Adidas dress and your Debs up to? <laughs> I, know. I mean, like I can imagine wearing everything from, you know, the neck down with a pair of Converse, black Converse one stars. Yes. Uh, but yes, the, um, oh my God, this was 1994. I went to the Trinity Bowl, which was like the big college sort of summer ball mm. thing in 1994 in a fitted stretchy dress with a silver lame shirt from a charity shop underneath it and Converse One Stars. So no. I have to say that I can't <laughs> argue with Jess's stuff. I just had my hair down though. I did not have a ah, sort of... You didn't go for the updo. No, not at all. <laughs> go casual. Yes. Um, so uh, yeah, Liz uh, is full of rage at the sight of her and asks, <laughs> Todd, is it wrong to hate your sister? And Todd says, it's required. Good. <laughs> it's so great but also like when Jessica and Ross kind of come up to them to say hi when they enter at first like Jessica's kind of like oh hey Liz and then she kind of goes Todd (laughs) it's such a great little greeting because it really feels like how she just has no time for him at all in the books as well (laughs) that she's just like oh this guy that is true (laughs) I just really enjoyed that in fairness to Brittany Daniels she does hit it every so often she does I have to say that they do different you know they really are playing the characters differently um you know they're 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 put a bit of work in give them that the beats are there every so often they do hit it right yes good and uh so liz leaves she can't bear to look at the spectacle anymore that's right i think what she actually says when she's going she's like come on todd let's go i feel a murder coming on (laughs) (laughs) i wish the books had more of this liz she's so sassy i love it Well, Lila enters then and uh, she is wearing an amazing and also authentic stripy long stretch dress and a beret Mm. and then some weird scarf around her hips which tied around the hips really does not go with the rest of the outfit no she needs to lose the little scarf for sure because the rest of it is great yes it's fantastic again you know with a pair of adidas or like or pumas or something you know kind of vintage style Mm. that would that would work very well apart from the weird like I don't know what's going on with that scarf. Yeah, that was a weird choice. But when she sees Russ, she purrs, "Mm, a college man, like Bay West or something. So good. In fact, it was actually a bit reminiscent, I thought, of uh, like the book that we just did earlier, the the Ghost of Trisha Martin, when when they go to the beach and Jessica's like, "Mm, smell that. (laughs) (laughs) Available guys. It's very like that kind of vibe again. So it's like, yes, they're just constantly on the prowl, these girls. (laughs) Oh, because Lila is very full on. She starts going, which Greek god are you? (laughs) And when she hears that his name is Russ, she starts going, Russ, it sounds like an animal. (laughs) It is very May West, actually, now that you said that. <laughs> Come up sometime on Siri. Oh, she is over the top. It's hilarious. And what's great is that Jessica know, knows exactly how to distract her. That's she has, She's like, your nose is shiny. <laughs> and Lila's like, oh, what? She's great because she's like, what? No, it isn't. Is it? Oh, my God. If you're lying, <laughs> kind of like storms off. <laughs> she's great she's brilliant she's got proper comic timing she's so good I have to say like I am really enjoying Lila in this even though she's still not it's she's she is quite different to book Lila, oh, she's but she's not Lila. very enjoyable. No, she's a very enjoyable character, though, in her own way. Exactly. She's her own thing. So, she is. And, I, and yeah. I'm absolutely here for it. I appreciate her for yeah. it, yes. And then Bruce pulls up outside in his baggy shirt and dad jeans. <laughs> like, how the fuck he gets off sneering at Winston? 
but he's very, not that anybody deserves to be stared up for their outfits, even though I'm staring at his, but he's a fictional character. I mean, how is he the cool one? Seriously, yeah. And he also, he seems to permanently have like sunglasses just like tucked into the front of his like vest or whatever the fuck he's wearing as well. He's just, the douchebag energy is off the charts. It is astonishing. <laughs> and uh, when he, um, inside, uh, Winston is distracted from Patty's kind of instructions. <laughs> he's still holding forth to her crew. He's, uh, but he sees Bruce coming in and he's got a, he's got a plan. Yeah, I suppose up until now, Winston's uh, plans to prank uh, to prank Bruce haven't really gone quite to plan. Ooh. So he thinks now's his chance and he sneaks outside and uh, he finds one Bruce one parked up beside a big dumpster. <laughs> so, so, you know, as any reasonably thinking person does, he like jumps into the dumpster. Jumps right in. Jumps in, yeah. And just like lies in wait. I think he's about Surrounded to... Surrounded bags. Like it must stink in there, but yeah, he kind of he's he's ready to like toss a bin bag into the because it's an open top Porsche, of course, mm. uh, ready to throw it into one Bruce one. But then a guy pulls up in a motorbike, and for some reason he stops and just stays hiding in the dumpster waiting for this guy to go. Yes, I don't uh, really know why. And it didn't make much sense actually the way that kind of went, but it's all the purpose of it all anyway was to keep him in hiding. For Bruce to then come back out of the diner. So yes. he was in there for all of what, like three minutes. I know, what was he doing? Um, was he getting like, like it didn't even seem long enough to get a takeaway burger. No, not at all. Um, so Bruce comes back. Well, so Winston's hiding and can't see any of this. So Bruce comes back, gets into his car and drives away. But I suppose the engine of the motorbike probably hides the sound of all that. Oh, that's true. Yeah, the motorbike is brumming in the background. So then who should drive up and park in the same <gasps> spot? Only Chrome Dome Cooper in his uh, car, which is also like a convertible. Yeah. Um, so when the micro the microwave when the motorbike <laughs> takes off, Winston's like, "Ah, now's my chance!" And he just like pops up in the dumpster <laughs> and like lands the fucking bin bag into the car. But of course, it lands on the principal. And then Winston is like, "Oh, can't you believe these people don't separate their paper and plastics?" It's so good. But like when Cooper is like, "Get the fuck down here now!" Like really cross with them, and Winston just kind of like lowers himself back into the bin, <laughs> just kind of going just doing my part to save the environment <laughs> just like disappears back oh, into the genuinely funny oh and seriously like lowering themselves into a bin is probably something that a lot of the sweet valley high guys could do with uh, oh, experience the only one who doesn't deserve to get in a exactly. bin yes the rest of them absolutely <laughs> need to go in the bin <laughs> oh the irony so the next morning, Jessica wakes Liz up begging for help with her stories uh, because she didn't work on any of her. Like, this is the day they're meant to be recording their or mm. broadcasting, I guess. Uh, she didn't yeah. write them because she's out till three o'clock in the morning with Bruce or with, with, with Ross. With sorry. Russ, yes, but like fucking three in the morning. Like, I'm sorry, what is happening here? It's just like a <laughs> school day. I was going to say, where are the parents? But like, oh. we don't know because we never seen it. Where indeed. I and mean, this is what yeah. happens when the parents aren't in the show. Jessica's <laughs> out to three o'clock in the morning on like a Wednesday. It's ridiculous. Carry on. So um, Liz says, look, you've got two hours. Oh yeah, this is another bit that's, uh, we had the sort of weird Wonder Bra conversation last week. So Liz, Jessica says she can't work on her stories because she has to do her makeup. And Liz points out she has two hours before she has to be there. And Jessica says she knows it's tight, but she'll skip her bikini wax. That was so weird. I was like, what, what? is she doing in school that she needs to get a bikini wax? No. I, don't, I don't like it. It's worrying. Also, like, yeah. is that the first acknowledgement that Wakefield's like have pubic hair? <laughs> I 
would say yes. <laughs> I don't I don't want to think about that. No. But that's the thing. It's like they kind of forgot that they're 16-year-old characters. Like I know the twins, like the actresses were probably 18 or 19 at this stage, Which but like still pretty young. It's still quite young. It was a weird fucking line to have oh. in there. It's like, mm, I don't know about this, lads. <laughs> Let's see. How old were they? What year were they born? Let's see. Brittany Daniel. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they were 18 when they were making it in 1994. Brittany Daniel, born 19. 19- 76 yeah she's just six months they're six months younger than me almost oh. to the day so yeah she would have been 18 mm. and she's still very young to be st- it is still young to, to be making like weird bikini wax and it wasn't even a joke either yeah, it seemed like, like she was actually reference. talking about it seriously i was like oh i don't like this <laughs> so anyway liz refuses uh to go along with this and uh this is very similar to the books because jessica just is like oh you're just jealous i got the job and in typical style Liz just caves and says oh so they'll do it but it's the last time i bailed you out like yeah just immediately caves it's just like oh man continuing to be a pushover I see Mm. and Jessica says that she'll tell Mr Collins that Liz wrote it and they can be a team with her in front of the camera and Liz like doing all the donkey work and uh, Liz the sock just gets going on the story what story is this like is it a news story like how it's just what, I have no what idea. news is she it's reporting? Like, it's like she's just going to write something up while she's sitting in bed and it's like, okay. <laughs> we I don't guess. have the internet. Like, what is she reporting on? Hmm, yeah. Well, at the Oracle uh, office, Liz is in the room with all the videotapes and uh, sees her video and just throws it in the bin. Then decides to check out Jess's audition video to see mm-hmm. how it must have been to be better than hers. But of course, <laughs> she sees herself. Aha. Uh-huh so it's 10 minutes to showtime and Jess is wearing yet another totally mid-90s ringer tee with a target on it but except she's wearing it underneath this weird waistcoat thing which is not mid-90s no it's not particularly it's actually quite 2000s they were kind of ahead of themselves there oh yeah you can imagine Britney Spears wearing this yeah, like I've definitely worn, like when I was in college, I definitely wore like a colourful t-shirt with like a waistcoat over it. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've, I've worn this, this stretchy dresses with the shirts underneath it. So who am I to judge? <laughs> Neither of us can judge here. <laughs> so Mr. Collins wants to prove, have a look through Jessica's story that she's about to read on air. And she fucks, fobs him off because um, she's like, oh, no, no, I don't have time. Patty is in director mode and it's a good thing she is. She's got to stop Manny. The- oh, my God. Yeah, this was so strange because I was kind of watching the, the, like, she's kind of like watching the monitors and giving like instructions for the cameras. And she's mm. like, yeah, camera one, that's fine. She's like, camera two, uh, zoom out. And when you see it, like, it's just someone's arse on the screen. And I was like, what is happening here? And I thought it was just like a weird thing that was happening in the background. But it turns out it's actually just Manny being a massive creep. Yeah, just perving on girls' bums. Yeah. That's also, it. she's standing right in front of him. So it's like he can see her arse anyway. For some reason, he's decided to zoom in yeah. with the camera. And it's like you're literally like four feet away from her. What's happening? <laughs> so Liz arrives in a very pair of uh, not particularly stylish palazzo pants. And mm. she... Uh, she hands over uh, some blank pages to Jessica and Jessica, uh, which is kind of great, coos that, uh, oh, well, sorry, I must have mixed them up with all the work you did. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice this. So good. So she accuses her of switching the tapes and just like, oh, really? Like looking away. 
Oh God, it's so good. There's actually a brilliant exchange there where Liz, like she's calling her out for fucking her over basically. Yeah. And Liz is like, how can you stand there and pretend not to know what I'm talking about? And Jess just kind of goes, practice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they do have the char- those two characters perfectly. They really do. <laughs> um, so uh, Mr. Collins runs out and like basically practically drags Jessica on because she should have been in the studio a few minutes ago because they're going live and to um, to Mr. Collins chagrin Jessica makes a total balls of it first of all announcing that she is Jessica Fakefield oh my god it's so good that she like not only does she fluff her name but calls herself Fakefield (laughs) it's so good And she's try- she's sort of waffling on in her intro and is like, oh, a lot of things have happened. And now with the details, my sister Elizabeth. Uh, it's actually, it's quite good because like Jessica has actually been dropped in it, which doesn't happen to her enough in the books anyway, for sure. So Liz is actually like, nope, I'm not helping you now. You've fucking made your bed, you can lie in it. So she does just leave her hanging on air until she has to hand over to Liz, yeah. who then, of course, gets rightfully restored as uh, as the anchor, as she should have been from the start. Yeah. And Mr. Collins says, like, I should have known. Go get him. So, yeah, like you should have known. Yeah, you really should have, Roger. Uh, <laughs> no wonder, like, you are fake, Mr. Collins, so yeah. I can't hold you up to the same standards. As our, we definitely don't buy you as Roger yeah, Collins. <laughs> absolutely not. So of course Liz is amazing and uh, Mr. Collins is pretty angry with Jessica as well she might and mm. um, Winston replaces because he's sort of in charge of the Ch- Chiron Chi- however you pronounce it the like the caption thing on the, Oh yeah they call it the card actually don't they in this I think oh, but yeah on like CNN it's like the Chiron yeah. I think so he replaces Jessica's name with Elizabeth's and when she finishes her view or her her <laughs> sorry her news report we get uh the she says and now with his unique take on Sweet Valley <laughs> who could it be why it's Bruce for his segment Patman's <laughs> perspective <laughs> There's an amazing picture of him. Well, like he he just carries in a massive photo of himself <laughs> with the words Patman's perspective underneath. It's so funny. <laughs> His poster has uh, Rahelio, I do not like that energy. Oh, it really does actually, yes. That Bruce oh. is no Rahelio. He sure isn't. God damn. <laughs> so he starts, hello, fellow gladiators. Oh, man. And while he's holding forth... Winston starts out with a little bit of fun. That's right, because I suppose, yeah, up to now, like the pranks have certainly not worked out well for Winston when he's tried to get Bruce back. But uh, it's time for him to shine now, now that he's in charge of uh, what goes on underneath somebody with the text. So when Bruce starts talking, Winston seizes his opportunity and types in, see how my nostrils flare when I talk? (laughs) (laughs) And Patty tries to stop him, but all the other staff members like are loving it. So they kind of pretty much hold Patty back. And we cut to Liz and Jess, who uh, admits that Mr. Collins sent her to Chrome Dome for her cheating. Yeah, actual consequences. This never happens. I love it. I mean, in some ways, the sweet valley of the screen is better. <laughs> in, in some ways, you know, you have to give it to them. Yeah, I suppose they just they couldn't leave it with her never, ever getting in trouble for anything she does when she's so consistently horrible to everybody. Yeah. And she praises Liz's sort of skills in like not giving her, you know, basically playing mm. her at her own game. And Liz uh, kind of affectionately says like, you're a nightmare. And they part affectionately. 
it's a really good exchange yeah. and like yeah they could use some of that energy in the books for absolutely. sure absolutely <laughs> Liz I mean she was a bit of a doormat earlier but then she redeemed herself right she did uh, so uh, good on you screen Liz mm. so this is genuinely properly funny this scene yes because Bruce is holding forth about how much he loves money how it smells oh what it does he never goes out he never like, goes anywhere without it it's he's like Gordon Gecko or something he's just like I love the way money feels I love the way money smells money I never go anywhere without my money he just sounds insane but Winston has a caption in mind that he puts oh God. up he flashes up money is the name of my gerbil <laughs> It's properly funny. It's a really good joke. And, like, and Bruce is still going. Money is the best thing in the world, besides my Porsche. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut to after the show, and everybody, Bruce is walking down the corridor, and everybody's laughing at him, and he's wearing an extremely ill-fitting, sort of like cricketing tank top. Yes, like a it tank like top a in, in our sense, like a woolen jumper. Yeah, you're right. And then he's praised by little Lickarse Manny, who is like, oh, your jokes about your gerbil were so funny. And Winston is like, or, or sorry, Bruce, like, what are you talking about? And who should appear? <laughs> Winston appears at the end of the corridor and he's like, ah, I got you, Batman. <laughs> and then he runs up, Bruce starts going, ah, chases him. And he runs up. <laughs> Pursued by Bruce and also Enid for some reason. Oh my God, I have no idea what Enid was doing, but it was so fucking funny. It's like she just looked thrilled and just like took off after the pair of them. And I'm just like, Enid, what are you at? Do you think you're going to be able to trap some boys? Where I mean, we've established that she's she's kind of the horn dog as well. Like yeah. in the first episode, she was mad for like a boyfriend or something. And now she's just like, I'm going to see how this girl turns out. <laughs> just like runs off after them. Top speed. So funny. So pointless. So uh, Jessica accosts Russ and tells him that now she has more free time because she's not doing the show anymore. They should spend it together. But Russ says that she made a fool out of herself and out of him. So he walks off. No, he's not having it. Yeah. And Jess shouts something after him like, don't call me, I'll call you. Or words oh, yeah, I think when, because Liz uh, turns up right after that and she just starts shouting as if she's doesn't want to see him anymore yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. She's like, whatever, I don't want to see you again anyway. <laughs> and uh, Liz sort of smirks at her, but Jessica just sniffs and sees a random dude walk past. Oh my God. And yeah, some guy walks a storm. Literally, some guy walks past and she's like, oh, hey Rob, what's up? <laughs> and she just struts after him. Just takes off in pursuit. Yep. Yeah. And Liz smiles fondly. And that is the end of episode two, Oracle on Air. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It was so funny. It, I didn't expect it to be properly funny, but like loved the montage, loved oh, the Bruce jokes. Like loved Winston. Really, he's great. Lila's fantastic. Like, I mean, yeah, are, I'm kind of I'm surprised actually, how much I'm, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, are we actually like liking it? I think we are. Oh my God. <laughs> I did not see this going. Truly, this is a plot twist. 
<laughs> the ultimate plot twist. <laughs> you need Stephen hang gliding into a mountain. <laughs> I mean, whatever, dude. Stephen isn't even in the series, it seems like. <laughs> well, listeners, we hope you uh, you had fun with Oracle on Air. Uh, if you have watched it, remember you can watch it in multiple places on YouTube. Uh, let us know what you thought. What do you think of fake Mr. Collins? I don't even know. Uh, mm. I don't even know how to say his name. I'll have to come up with something because he's just he baffles me. We might need to just make it like like a Lila situation where this is just a different character <laughs> in its own right. Mr. C. It's not the same. Yeah. Because yeah. he's no Mr. Collins. Yeah, he sure isn't. <laughs> he does not have Mr. Collins energy. I can't imagine him uh, serving up burgers and sly wish or whatever he was doing. <laughs> He's uh, or anybody wanting to drink out of a hose to impress him. No, definitely can't picture Suzanne Devlin trying to frame him for inappropriate behaviour. No, I I mean, that's probably all for the best. (laughs) I mean, yeah, that's true, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let us know your thoughts, Pi Beta Alpha members, uh, who we we love and cherish, uh, every single one of you. It has been a delight to see everybody signing up and we hope that you're enjoying the show so far because we really appreciate your support. And uh, as ever, you can get in touch with us on Twitter at SVH Podcast. You can send us an email at svhpodcast at gmail.com. And you can enjoy the uh, visual insanity over <laughs> on Instagram <laughs> at SVH Podcast. And we'll see you next week for the regular episode. But we'll see you back here in our secret Pi Beat Alpha Clubhouse. Oh, yeah. When we find out what happens. Mm, this episode title is intriguing. Ooh. When the Wakefields confront skin and bones. Ooh. Good Lord. Huh. Look at that I have mean. no idea what that's going to be about. I know, we don't get any blurbs. So uh, <laughs> skin and bones it is. Uh, All right. So they may we'll have, find out. Yeah, they may have gone for a book title for the first book, albeit a different book. Mm. But. They're, we're, we're going rogue now with Oracle on air and skin and bones. and we're in, uh, in un- uncharted territory for sure. Very much so. Um, though uh, I do see that an episode is coming up called The Prince of Santa Dora. And if oh, I remember shit. right, <laughs> one character was in love with a prince in a book <gasps> called In Love with a Prince. In Can you prince. remember who that character was? It was fucking Dana. <gasps> Which we have, mind you, we haven't seen the droids. Oh my God, are we going to get Dana or the droids? Oh, oh or are they just going to switch it up so it's like, so it's Jessica is with the prince. Oh man, well, no, they better not. No, I would be, that would be an outrage. I mean, it's <laughs> bad enough what they've done to Mr. Collins. <laughs> if we get a Jessica Dana substitution, I think mm. that would be too much. That will not work. Well, there's only one way to find out, listeners, and that is to keep on coming to your Pi Beta Alpha mem- uh, meetings every <laughs> two weeks. That's right. (laughs) And we'll see you then. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.